and welcome to the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barbara Fisher. With me is Morgana and Chad Redding. I don't really think I need to give too much of an explanation as to who he is because he's been here several times, but he is our woodsman friend who wanders fearlessly through the forests and finds out interesting and fascinating things that he shares with people. (laughs) Hey, Chad. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for allowing me to return. (laughs) (laughs) You are very welcome. You basically have a standing invitation. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. You've been into the house, so, you know, you're you're cool. Yeah. It's all good. All right. So the, the topic tonight is is really loose. Uh, we're talking about the change of seasons and the the wilderness and the the uh, atmosphere of autumn and how that's different from summer, um, because, of course, we live in a, in a region where early autumn and late summer are kind of the same thing. You know, they, they kind of bleed in together. But I've noticed that I can feel a difference in it on a spiritual level. So, Chad, what do you think? Uh, yes, there is definitely a difference. Like, I did notice, at least in my area here in south-central Pennsylvania, when we just had the autumnal equinox, it actually got cold. I mean, like, mm-hmm. cold the next day. It was like a drastic change. Uh, sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it's, like you said, it's, it bleeds into it. But there is definitely a shift, a uh, a shift in how the animals move, how the plants react, you know, there's, and just how things feel. No, no doubt, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Morgana. Um, I always think of autumn as the last hurrah before winter. Um, yeah. Mythologically, you know, it's the changing of the courts season. It's like spring. It's where the good, the quote unquote good and quote unquote bad fairies switch power as to who's going to be in charge of the natural world for a while. Um, so I always have in my mind like the image of trooping fairies mixed with falling leaves, like on the winds. But more than that, You know, it's when the last of the bounty of nature really explodes. It's when nuts start falling and it's when squirrels and all the other critters are like, okay, let's stash as much of this as possible. And, you know, persimmons and pawpaws come ripe and (laughs) mushrooms still pop up. Lots of mushrooms. Lots of mushrooms. Mushrooms are spring and autumn, it seems like. Mm -hmm. They don't Um, like the heat of summer. No, they dry up. And it's just that last bustle to get everything harvested, to get everything put away for the winter, and to sort of celebrate the colors that are going on everywhere. You know, it's the tree's last gasp, too, because they don't turn colors just to be pretty. They turn colors because there's less light and different sun receptors have to come up different shades of chlorophyll come up to catch the dying light and so everybody's just grabbing that last little bit of energy to stash before winter comes in and so there's this frenetic pace even though winter 
is about to come and slow everything down. Yeah, that's that's a lot how I see it as well. Um, the turkey tail mushrooms that are growing on the stump where I give offerings to the woods and the creatures of the woods and the people of the woods, uh, they, they've started really, you know, producing really pretty colors and they're medicinal. I haven't like harvested any because that's where I put the offerings. So I kind of feel like anything that's on that stump, even if it grew on that stump is not mine. So I don't, I haven't partaken of them, but I do enjoy looking at them and, and taking photographs of them because they look like pretty little stripy odd rosettes or sort of like, um, succulents like hens and chicks they yeah they look like a, a flower um we have the birds are getting ready the birds are um already migrating some of them we have uh the canadian geese from farther north have already started flying through our region so every time i go anywhere near the hawking river there's like herds it's not flocks of geese it's too big it's herds and they're all eating grass feverishly because well they require a lot of energy to fly all the way wherever it is that they fly to um and the uh black vultures are flocking now in in big flocks because they're flying south i know where they go they go to the dade county courthouse in miami florida and hang out there. <laughs> no, seriously, they do. I know they do. I have a picture of them. And it, it's really, as as my father-in-law Carl says, it's perfect for them. Uh, and it's a like a pyramid shape on top of the building. It's it's a tall building. And, and it, it's a step pyramid. So there's all kinds of places for them to sit and roost. And so they do. And they fly around it in a circle. It's great. Symbolically, it's like, the best thing ever <laughs> it's really funny um but uh the the other birds are starting to gather acorns the 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 chipmunks and the squirrels and the blue jays and the woodpeckers are having this contest in my yard as to who's going to get which number of acorns and they'll fight over them and it it's a lot of drama. It's it's bird versus mammal drama at its at its height. And the cats can't stay out of the windows watching it because, you know, if you move, you might not see it. Um and now, as for energy, um one of the things that I notice and it starts at, in early autumn at the equinox, which we were going to record this for the equinox, but things happened. Anyway, um <laughs> We, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we have this sort of usually in, in, in Athens, we're a little bit south of where, uh, Chad lives. Usually what happens is it's sort of an Indian summer business that, that early autumn is. And it, it stays like that until like mid-October, but it didn't do that that this year it got cold um and morgana has already been complaining of the cold <laughs> and i have too uh arthritis will do that to you uh but it, it was interesting because it, to me it was a lot earlier than it usually is 
It was like a switch flipped. It was like, it's autumn now. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it hardly ever happens. It usually just sort of glides into autumn here. You know, it's just like, uh, it's still summer. We have Indian summer. It's beautiful. And oh, autumn is maybe coming. Oh, there's a little chill. Oh, my God, it's hot again. But it didn't do that. Yeah, see, it was weird. See, we don't have that here. I mean, once in a while we'll do that. But we have what I call the crack. And that's basically when you get that first crisp, chill morning. You know, because it's been cool, cold all night. And when you feel that, you can feel the, the change. So, yeah, it's it's I call it that like the crack because it's, it's like it's like, you know, it opens up and it's like, oh, here comes the cold. And for me, yeah. me personally, you knowing me. It's like a time of rejoicing. Because mm-hmm. I cannot stand the heat. I am like the mushrooms. <laughs> I shrivel <laughs> up in the heat. So it's like for me, it's like it's like begins my time of wandering. You know, the of me wandering the woods in autumn and foraging off the bounty that's out there. Like I was just out getting pawpaws the other day, which turned out to be an an interesting adventure. And um I don't know if I told you guys that one. You did. I did. In, okay. in between the the fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> of which we shall not speak. Yes. But we'll we'll relate that story. But no, um to me it it's like I get excited by the cold. So to me it's like a, a an awakening. It's like I've been in the doldrums of summer all all this time. It's been hot. There's been a, a lot of of nasty bugs. You know, that first chill chases them away. That crack comes in it, chases all that away. The colors are starting to come out. And, you know, soon soon I'll have the snow on the ground. You know, it, it makes me excited. And where others are like shutting in and preparing, I'm preparing to go out. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I still prepare for winter myself, you know, but I, I'm preparing to go out. I'm, I'm ready to, to wander around in the through the woods and you know see all that but now here we've been i have a lot of hickories around my place and it's been like the the squirrels have been going nuts literally yeah to to say a pun (laughs) and the chipmunks and i literally saw a blue jay like fight with one of them the, the other day for yeah for a nut so yeah it's definitely you know dinosaur versus (laughs) mammal (laughs) It really is. Yeah. But I see. I, I like the fall too. Mm-hmm. That, that's when I go back outside. Yep. I love Late the fall. summer and I are not friends. Uh, Cold people. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. love it. I love it. I can't. I love wearing wool too. So it's like the beginning of wool season. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, ah, wool. I love autumn. Yeah, I do too. I love autumn and I love winter. You know, I don't, I do not love winter. It, it, I swap back and forth from the, which one I love the most, but it, each one has their own charm, you know, they do. But for me, winter can only be enjoyed. The, the charms of winter are best enjoyed through a window with a cup of hot chocolate while <laughs> I'm wrapped in an electric blanket. <laughs> yeah. You, you definitely got every last one of the, the, the warm genetics that I did not get. 
you, you know, you got, yeah, you're you, fine. You're like a winter princess. You, you're fine. You wander yeah. around in the snow, yeah, like perfectly contentedly. And I have to put on a ridiculous number of layers to wander about in the snow more or less comfortably. Yeah, why? Well, why I'm out in the full when when the snow's on the ground, I'm out there with the full Pennsylvania tuxedo with a fire, enjoying a, you know a hot tea, you know, watching the snow yeah. come down. So. That actually sounds nice. It is. I yeah. would I would believe that that is pleasant. It is. And it's quiet. But we're going into winter. We're supposed to be talking about fall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So. so one thing I've come come to do is I don't look at the seasons anymore as four seasons. I almost look at them as a brightening and a darkening. As far as like the amount of light. So after the autumnal equinox, I look at it as the darkening until you hit the winter solstice. So that's how I look at the seasons now. I almost, I almost, I guess it's I, because of just being out there so much. It's just how I look at things. Mm-hmm. And it's like the darkening has started, you know, and it's, and, and that's not a negative context. That's just, you know, saying, you know, now things are going to go to sleep, you know, and some things are going to come awake. It just depends on when, you know, who likes that certain times of season, uh, uh, you know, there's certain, there's certain times. So that's how I kind of look at things now. And, you know, when you hit winter sol- solstice, you know, you're starting to, you actually turn a corner again and you're starting to get into the brightening because the days are getting longer. So that's kind of how I look at it. It doesn't seem like it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I ha- I kind of noticed that. That's how I that's how I tell the seasons is by is by the brightening and the darkening and the and the equal the single equal days we get. I don't go by yeah. like, oh, it's winter, you know, oh, it's fall. You know, I go by this is the darkening and it's kind of like part of winter. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of mix it like two seasons instead of four, but that's just how that I seem to follow it now. So I think that makes sense. Um, I'm not really sure why I've got, I still got it divided in my mind as four because well, that's how you were taught. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I also know, you know, enough about, you know, the ancient and medieval world to know that, it was about the sun cycle mm-hmm. more than just the seasonality. But then, you know, we all became agrarian and suddenly everything was divided by sowing, plowing, harvests, winter wheat, all this stuff. And feast days happened yeah. and everything got broken into fours. Um, I think autumn's energy is I really do think it's frenetic yes and full of anticipation yeah like it's that it's it's everybody party because we all have to go to bed early tomorrow (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um and the feast days it's interesting you brought that up because uh even even in the United States a you know, not terribly traditionally pagan-esque plays. Our big feast days are in the winter, pretty much all of them. And the original 
reason for that in the the pagan wheel of the years they called it called the seasons was so you could slaughter your cattle that you didn't have the ability to feed throughout the winter and you could you know you'd have a feast with with the fresh meat and then if you were far enough north you'd freeze the rest of it um if you're not that far north then you smoke it and salt it and preserve it preserve it in um, barrels full of fat that's another way to preserve uh, meat back back in the day um so yeah the big feast days are thanksgiving and and christmas and all of that new year's it's all in the winter you know we we don't eat we i think the the next biggest feast day in america would have been like easter yeah Mm -hmm. and that's really in the sec in the christian calendar where spring starts course we all know jesus was born and died in the spring but whatever <laughs> i wasn't in charge of that so i didn't i didn't have anything to do with that i would have yeah. made it make a little more sense thank you saint augustine and all that so have we had any autumn harbingers of spooky season because that's the other thing autumn is called oh yes now so, is spooky season so let me ask you this now i'm going to ask you guys a question why do they call autumn spooky season? Is it because of the darkening or is it because like from your experience, things seem to ramp up during those times? In my experience, the two times of the year that things get very excitable are things begin to ramp up towards the end of September and peak in Halloween. Mm-hmm. And slowly ramp down. And then things start to ramp up in spring and peak on May Day. Yeah. And slowly wind down to just the general background. Level um, of spooky. With, <laughs> with little spikes around some of the more significant days of the year. Um, my uncle noticed it too. One of my uncles calls Autumn the Howling. Makes sense. Because that's when that's just what happens <laughs> <laughs> because there's howling. Yeah. Yeah. Like the wind howls and things howl and your mind is tuned to it. Um, I always get the urge to wander in autumn Every autumn and every spring, I get an, I get wanderlust, and I have to walk all over the boundaries of Athens. Yeah, yeah. I always um, want to go up to the to the ridges and up Sells Park on the other ridge, uh, where the ridges are, is what we call the the old asylum, and that's on one side of the river, and then. Sells Park is on the top of the ridge on the other side of the river where we live. I, I always just want to go everywhere, <laughs> you know, because I mean, it was hard for me not today just to keep, you know, going. But I'm like, I need to go home and talk to you guys. <laughs> as long as you remember eventually that you need to go home. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll be wandering later. So, you yeah. Know, and maybe even tomorrow. So, yeah, it's definitely 
when, like I said, when that crack, the crack starts, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's time to go about, you know, go in the walkabouts and check things out. And, you know, spring, I guess, too, because I mean, even though I wander during the wintertime, you know, spring, it's like, oh, it warmed up a little bit. You know, I, I don't have to, you know. I do kind of last minute wandering because it's like everything's going to green up and become impassable in places. So go to the places you can. Yeah. You know, at a last minute. So, but yeah, undergrowth's a bitch. Yes, it does. It sucks. (laughs) It's, it's, it's not helpful, especially if you have mountain laurel or rhododendrons. I do. I do. Lots of them. You know, it's like tunnels and the AT is tunnels in some places in the show. But, so, what are have you guys had any harbingers? Back to our original question, since I took it off. Oh yeah, because we, we went yeah far afield. Yes. Well, um, I had a almost mundane, except for the situation, harbinger uh, about two weeks ago. I'm out on my front porch smoking a cigarette at twelve thirty at night, and a crow right above my head, perched on my roof, lets out three really loud caws, and I leaped sideways, because you just don't expect a very loud crow four feet above your head to yell in the dark at midnight. <laughs> that doesn't right. tend to happen. Yeah, they're more day birds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I immediately, you know, put my cigarette out, dove in the house, ran upstairs to get my boyfriend and a flashlight and said, come on, you have to help me look for this bird. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why I felt the need to find the bird. I was like, I, it's a crow. I need to find the bird. There's a big ass crow just for no reason. Let's go look at it. You were making and sure it wasn't a raven mocker. As <laughs> spooky is what it was. <laughs> so he comes out and he heard it too. So this isn't just me. Um, he comes out and I'm looking on the roof and of course the crow is gone because it was probably like, ha ha, I scared you. That was funny and flew off because that's what I would do if I was a crow. Um, and Nick looks up and he says, why do you have me out here when the moon is bloody at midnight looking for a creepy crow? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I turn and I look in the moon because of the atmosphere is blood red. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that that's just uncalled for. <laughs> well, should he not know by now? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, should he not know by now? I mean... <laughs> He does. He's an extremely rational man, which is very, very nice sometimes because he's like a reality sink. Right. <laughs> but still, if he said that, why am I out here? He knows. I mean, there should be there shouldn't be even be a question at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, OK, yeah, <laughs> it is what, you know, sure, of course, <laughs> it's how I would, you know. My, Why wouldn't the moon be creepy? Of course not. You know, <laughs> what else would would there be, you know, in my world anyways? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had, uh, I've had two strange things. 
the more mundane of the two was after being told by Morgana that um, this raven or crow thing happened. For some reason, I want to think of it as a raven just because they're even creepier, you know. And I can believe a raven being creepy on purpose. I can believe a crow too, but um, I uh, take the kid to school in the mornings because school buses and and uh, COVID just, I, I don't like those two together. So I just drive them to school and uh, otherwise I wouldn't be up. And I drove into the, to the driveway after dropping them off. I'm sitting there and I hear a bunch of crows freaking out. And so these are the crows that I've been feeding for like ages, like, I don't know, 14, 15 years, something like that. So they're friends. And so, huh? So they're friends. Yeah, they're friends. And I couldn't figure out where they were. They were farther down the hill from where they usually are. They weren't, you know, in my trees or in the trees across the road. They were farther down the hill and I think across the road. But they were just going on and and it sounded like there were about five or six of them. And then I heard a great horned owl hoot. And I said, ah, they're messing with an owl who possibly messed with them. Or they're just being jerks and waking the owl up. I don't know. <laughs> but owls and crows have issues with each other in the natural world. And and crows will gang up on an owl and, and chase it. It's called mobbing. And they do it with glee. They'll do it with uh, hawks, eagles, and, and falcons, too. Uh, but... Uh, I heard that and it was like, oh, that's interesting because my day birds that bring messages are the crows and the hawks and my night birds are owls. So I was like, so two of my bird people are having a tiff. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that happened. And then and then owls have started coming at me anyway. I talked to Mike Cleland and he 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 said, let there be owls, I think. And they all have been, you know, coming to me in people's emails or pictures or, you know, down the road hooting. So, owls. What about you, Chad? Oh, well, you just segued right into my most recent encounter. Because I've been having owls as well um, here. Uh, I have the normal stuff that goes on in the woods behind the house. So, the dog has been afraid to go down there at night. So I have to take them to the front of the house, but that's not unusual. A um, couple little things have been happening at work. Um, we've been having uh, issues with uh, the one gentleman who passed away. I don't, I think he's still there because I saw, uh. I saw, I was at work and this happened probably about a month ago. And I was at work and I was doing my uh, working around the one oven. And I saw this out of the corner of my eye, of course, you know, because you never see these things directly. I saw like somebody come around a corner of the of the shelf and look over at me. And right in my mind, I had, you know, he would always say, hey, Chad, when he when he wanted something. 
you know, or was trying to get my attention. And I had that feeling pop in my head and I thought of him. And then later on, probably about two hours later in the same lab, because our two labs are joined by a door, my friend who used to work in the lab with him was saying, I was sitting here and I instantly thought of him. And I turned around and I looked over because they used to sit side by side. And he goes, and I looked at him and I had this cold chill go up my, up my arm. And, you know, he's not somebody who experiences stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, I think he's been hanging around a little bit lately. So we hmm. I had that. And because, um, you know, I wasn't even thinking of it. I just saw that moment, I saw that shadow shape, you know, it was about his height or whatever. And I'm just like. And I had it popped in my mind, you know, you know, hey, Chad. So then probably about two weeks ago, I guess it was around the same time Morgana had her uh, crow encounter. <laughs> I went pawpawing because the pawpaws are starting to come in here. And I absolutely love pawpaws. And went down in there and I was with uh, my son and another gentleman. And... We went to one of the places known here um, that is known for phenomenon that me and Tim have gone to before along the river. And we went through the trail through the opening, went up around up along the top of the hill. And we were working along the top of the hill when uh, we were getting ready. We went through a field. So the trail comes out onto an open field and then it dives into the woods along the top of this cliff. And that's where the pawpaw grove is. And it's literally a grove of nothing but pawpaw trees. Okay, just full pawpaw trees. And I'm about to enter the grove. And the trail it the trail goes into the grove. And then it's about 30 yards of, I would say, brambles and pawpaw trees. And then there's a cliff that's 80 foot down. Okay. You can't see the cliff except through like a porthole, like, you know, like a hole in the brush. So as I'm about ready, we're leaving the field and between the field and the opening for the trail, there's a fence row. So you're like on the other side of the fence row of the field. And so we're about ready to go in. And my son goes, Dad, did you hear the owl? I'm like, there is no owl. This is like five o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. The sun's still up. All right. Now I know owls will hoot towards the evening, especially barred owls. I've heard barred owls during the day, during the late afternoon, but he, and I'm like, I didn't hear an owl. Well, then the next thing you know, I hear it clear as day. And it was a great horned owl. It wasn't a barred owl. And I was like, well, that's unusual to hear him around this time. And it wasn't like the woods were that thick that it was dark. And I'm like, right away, I have that feeling like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> and I walk, and of course, right away, I'm thinking, you know, I had just listened like two days ago or something like that, you know, the McClellan episode. <laughs> and I'm like, here we go, of course. And I go in, and next thing you know, the woods off to the left, near as I take one step off trail into the brush to go get pawpaws, next thing you know, the woods explode. I mean, you know, something huge started running through the woods. Now, some people are like, oh, it was a deer. No, I know what a deer sounds like. This was far 
louder, far bigger. I did think bear. Okay, I did think bear. But I never saw anything. So I, mm-hmm. I'm not super familiar with the area. I mean, I've been there once or twice, but I'm not super familiar with it. So I asked the gentleman that was with us. I said, I said, is what's there? And he said, that's an 80 foot cliff off there. So did something launch itself <laughs> through the woods and down and down into the over the cliff? You know, I don't know, <laughs> but I heard it. I mean, it was a hellish crash, you know, just went through there. And then I heard some more movement. But I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to gather my pawpaws. So we gather, I gather my pawpaws. And we kept hiking, went through the trees, and we got to the where the trail goes down towards a creek and then makes a right. So we turn around because it was, you know, start by then it was like almost six. And we come back and we go back up the hill from the creek, back up this, this hillside. And we get to that area where, um, I had heard the crash and I just felt like we were being watched. And I'm like, mm. I said, you know, something's going on here. And then I kind of had a feeling to look off to my right. And I looked off to the right where I had entered the brush. There laying on the ground was a Mylar balloon. The blue Mylar smiley face balloons that we always see when, when, you know, like one of the signposts that there might be a, a, uh, chance of something weird happening so i said to myself well i took something from the woods the woods gave me something which i usually give something anyways so i took a penny out of my pocket and flipped it into the woods there and then it seemed to be all right Uh, oh i forgot there was something else i forgot so after i heard the crash go rewind a little bit i forgot this part after i heard the crash and the owl was was hooting and of course, the owl hooted when we came back. But anyways, my son starts yelling. Now, this is a total different direction from where I heard the crash. And he's like, Dad, I just saw something move up in the field. So I'm thinking an animal. And he said, no, it was dark. And it was like a person. It was standing, you know, it was a, a human. A person went by. And I said, well, you know, right away, I'm thinking, of course, Bigfoot. And I'm like, well, was it real tall? Was it like eight feet? He said, no, it was like a little taller than you. And he just saw a black shape move by on the other side of the fence row. And, you know, I popped my head out and there was nobody out there in the field. So he was a little spooked. Hmm. So that had happened not like maybe two or three minutes after I heard the crash in a completely opposite direction. So I forgot to mention that. So yeah, well, see that makes me wonder if the crash was in the opposite direction to draw your attention. Oh yeah, yeah. While yeah. something was going on in the other direction. Exactly, and he was he wasn't in the trail yet. He was at that opening where the trail dives into the woods. He was looking into the to the field, and it was enough to spook him. You know, and he's been in some spooky places with me. It's not like he's, you know, a novice Unused. to this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's it's not like he's not used to it. And it's not like he's not used to be in the woods. He's for God's sakes, he's slept in dark hollow with me. So he's been he's camped in places. He's camped numerous times. He's used to the noises, maybe not as much as me, but he's still. You know, he's not unfamiliar with things. You know, he's slept in a tent by himself. He's gotten up in the middle of the night, walked through the woods with a flashlight and relieved himself and gone back in his own tent. There's a lot of kids who wouldn't do that. You know, 
Yeah. So he's, you know, he's not afraid, but it was enough to spook him. And, you know, he's like, I just saw something, you know, and I'm like, are you, I'm like, just calm down, you know? So that happened, but no, I, I see what you're saying. I, and I, I agree with you totally, but I did. Yeah, that, go ahead. That's a, that's the first thing I thought of when mm-hmm. you, when you said that, I'm like, uh-huh. It's in the exact opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the other side of, you know, totally to the right, you know, behind us. So yeah, whatever it was, I don't know, but I flipped a coin into the woods and, uh, yeah. And then just, just been noticing like things are, I feel like things are ramping up. I'm starting to, you know, have more weird, weird stuff happen and weird dreams and all that stuff for what it is. So it's, we're entering spooky time. (laughs) It's spooky season. Little things have started happening here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, a bunch of my coyote jewelry has gone missing. My pocket knife went missing. I've been carrying one of my camping cooking knives instead. Um, because I'm damned if I'm wandering around without a pocket knife. I would feel lost. <laughs> it, it, it's really not a good feeling to not no, have not. my, my good old pocket knife. So I've got my, my, <laughs> the reason I'm carrying the knife I'm carrying around now is it is definitely cold steel <laughs> instead yeah. of like mass manufactured cold steel. It is like, no, like some dude made this. Um, and I'm like, try and take this one, you assholes. <laughs> don't, don't tempt them. Give extra stuff now. <laughs> I will. <laughs> but stuff's gone missing. Um, at the library that I work at, I routed the lone book that got returned on shift one night, also about two weeks ago. Same week as The Crow, just on a Wednesday. Um... And I popped it on its shelf and got about six feet away before it slammed into the ground behind me. Um, I and did not shelve it in such a way that it could have fallen. And there's nobody there, I take it? No, there was nobody there. The only person with me was one of my coworkers, and they were in front of me. Yeah. Nice. And we just <laughs> looked at each other, and I said, ghost? And she nodded and said, ghost. <laughs> The joys of Athens. Um, but aside from small things disappearing uh, and random ghosty nonsense at work and a creepy crow and the general feeling of sparkles in the air and not like nice sparkles. No. Like when people, when I say there are sparkles in the air, I'm not thinking like rainbows and glitter and like unicorn spit. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking like electricity in the air. Yeah, crackly sparkles. Yeah, a crack. Well, I've been I've been seeing your your goblins that you left in my house a lot there more. Just in case. Oh, I know <laughs> they're not doing anything bad. They they haven't destroyed anything. They do. I'm pretty sure it's them who gets into my art studio and will quite literally, I will be doing something and I have a system where the paintbrushes are on one side and the paints on the other and I'm working on the thing in the center and it will just, 
I will pick up the paint, squeeze it where it needs to go and set it down where it's supposed to go. And then I'll be painting and I'll look over. I need more of that color. And where is it? It's not amongst the, the paint. Right. So I turn and it's over with the paintbrushes. And I know people will say, oh, now, Barbara, you're just getting older and you've had COVID. So you have COVID brain now and all of these things. And no, 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 no. Because the last time it did it, when I finally had to say something to it, was they put it back in the drawer underneath the table. Like, there was there was some something very awry happening. Because I had used that, that color of paint, and I know the colors apart from each other. So I was like, okay, I've, I, I need some more of the manganese blue, and... It wasn't there and it wasn't there. And I'm like, okay, did I drop it? So I'm looking under here and I'm looking under there and couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Did it drop into the trash? Look into the trash. No, it did not drop into the trash, which that would have really sucked if I had, you know, lost it in the trash because manganese blue is expensive. And then I was like, I'm just going to open the drawer. It's not in there. And I opened it and there it was. I was like, all right, now. Y'all, I'll give you something if you just leave me alone. Stop fooling around. You know, you can play with the things I'm not using, but that's no fun. I mean, I literally felt like I heard something like, you know, that's no fun. You know, <laughs> it's just I got that feeling of a sarcastic sort of sneer about, well, that's no fun. You know, so, uh, so I, I'm going to have to put a, an offering place like on the the porch right outside of my studio so that, that I can give presents that the cats and dogs won't play with because <laughs> they, they like will play with things. It. They huh? Like tobacco. They like shiny things and tobacco and candy. They like candy a and lot. Candy, A great deal. All candy. They yeah. like all candy. Really. I know. <laughs> they really like the booze chocolates. Yeah. Yeah. I won't put those outside though. Cause animals could get them and get sick, but but a cup of booze, yeah, I'll, I'll set it out there. I have no problem with that. Why don't you put it in a little vial? The vial vial. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like the chalice from the palace has the pellet with the poison. and the What is it? The chalice from the palace has the pellet with the poison. The flagon with the dragon has the brew that is true. It's an old Danny Kay thing from a movie. I've heard that before, but I can't, I can't remember It's very all. old. I'm showing my age significantly. Or the fact that my dad made me watch every old movie in the world. <laughs> you got some of that action as well. I was about well. to say, I got some of this action as well. Yes, yes. I feel yes. like I missed out on something. Well, you know. Hey. My dad is like a cinephile, so it, it's just really weird that, you know, he could tell you the name of every character actor from like the 1930s to like the 1960s. Like, and these are people who you see them in the films and you go, oh, it's that guy. You don't know his name. You yeah, just that know that me. in Westerns, he's always that guy. My dad knows their names. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, which is weird. But uh, I've been, and it, and the goblins have been coalescing more. Like I'll see out of the corner of my eye, 
not just like sort of shadowy, grayish, moving, fog-like stuff in the house. I've been seeing more developed shapes like, you know, a hooked nose or a hand and uh, uh, like a tail that's not a cat tail. You know, it's it's like a lion's tail or something. It's got the tuft on it. And, you know, I turn and look and nothing. And the kid, Fox, has been hearing um, footsteps up in the attic. So I, it, I think they're having parties up there. It's entirely possible. As long as horse hooves don't start happening on the roof again, we're good. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard that. So that's good. If that if that happens, just call me back and I'll come and get everyone back into some semblance of order. Yeah, they don't necessarily listen to me as well as they listen to you, but you know. You sh maybe you should explain why you have goblins <laughs> that you leave in people's houses. Remind or at me least not, mine. Remind me not to let you visit me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I have enough um, stuff here without that. <laughs> we got scratting in the woods, <laughs> according to my great grandmother. So whatever that is. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, I have goblins. It's mom's fault. It is true. I did start that. Um, I have seen what I can only describe as small goblin imp things. Since I was a very small child, um, they've gotten bigger as I've gotten bigger. Um, I have seen them in every house I've lived in. I have had other people see them in every house I've lived in. Um, I've had people hear them in houses I've lived in. They knock and scratch on walls sometimes. Inside the walls. That's their favorite. That really unnerves your little brother, by the way. Um, I heard them in the walls. Yes, I know, sweetie. It's okay. It's okay. They're not going to bother they you. They have whispered in people's ears. Mm -hmm. uh, people I've brought home with me, they've woken up to whispering in their ears and being poked. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they just are part of my existence, and I feed them. And draw them sometimes. They like it when I draw them. Um, I don't know if they like being drawn because they like that they're seen. Or it gives them a new shape to wear. Or what. Um, I don't feel like I've... Have I not talked about the goblins? No, not very much. Oh. So Oops. the reason they're my <laughs> fault is because... When Morgana was a little kid, she had to live with her dad. Now, I didn't know this story until I was an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like, never... I didn't know that they, I didn't know why I had goblins right. until I was a grown up. Right. Um, but. Oh, the uh, secrets her... we hide from our children. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, the, uh, the deal was that I didn't necessarily trust her father to be a great parent at all so I summoned a familiar and uh, he has goblins that are his and, and he said he would send some of his he calls them the rabble 
um, he said, I'll send some of my rabble. And so goblins. And uh, the first time I knew that they were actually doing something was when Morgana had told me when she was like seven or eight that something was giving her father nightmares. And it was after he had uh, uh, yelled at her about something or another and was overly disciplinary. Do you remember that? No, actually. Do you remember telling me, though, that he was having nightmares? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the nightmares, it turns out, were about little things running around the house. And they they started showing themselves and not letting him sleep. So that was a thing. And then when Fox was born, <laughs> Morgana does remember this, and Morgana did set them to a task on this. When Fox was born, Fox was very, very early and had to go up to the, the children's hospital up in Columbus to NICU, newborn um, ICU. And so I had to go with her, with him. And uh, Morgana had school. And my mother <sighs> said she'd stay and take care of the house and take care of Morgana. What my mother she didn't. She did not. <laughs> <laughs> you can explain further because you were um, actually there. My grandmother quit taking her Haldol. Her, yeah, her antipsychotic. Um, Did, and got none of us weird. knew this at the time until later. Yeah, she didn't tell anybody. She basically got really, really weird and really strange and really intrusive and not taking care of things and doing things like exploding through the locked bathroom door when I was trying to shower and going through all of my possessions and being staring at you while you sleep and staring at me while I was asleep. Well, that's a little unnerving. Yeah, she was being super unnerving. Um. So I asked for help to get rid of her. And I activated the goblins. <laughs> because at this point I was I'm I'm very used to them. Like they're part of my altar, they're part of my existence. They never I don't, they never fool with you really. No, they steal small things sometimes yeah. when they're bored. But they give it back. Yeah, they so, do. I've already started finding some of my jewelry again in places I've looked three times. Minions. Yeah, Take they care like of to my do light that. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they like to do that. That's fun. Um, but I got to go meet my little brother finally. And the weekend I was away in Columbus, apparently... You can tell this part. Yeah, because I, I was on the She complained to you. Yeah, so my mother called my cell phone while Morgana was staying in the hotel with Zach and I and then, you know, sitting in the NICU with, with the little brother. And my mother calls and she's like, there's something wrong with your house. And I was like, okay, um, is the gas left on? Did something catch fire? <laughs> you know, I mean, she, she made it sound, are the cats doing anything? What, what happened? Did the dog do something? What, what, what is it? And, um, 
she said, I'm hearing things. And I was like, oh, okay. So tell me what happened. And she said, I went into Morgana's room and I heard all these footsteps all around, like in the ceiling and on the floor. And I kept seeing little shadowy things move and the cats weren't in there. And And I was like, oh, okay. First off, mom, why were you going in there? And she was like, well, I was just, I was like, was there a cat in there? Did you think there was a cat locked in there? Did you have a reason to go in? Well, no. All right. Well, then you don't go in there. That's the answer. Don't go in there. I knew exactly what she heard scurrying around. And then she said, well, that's not all. And I said, oh, well, what else happened? Well, when I went to bed, I kept hearing feet going up and down the hallway and around. You know how you have the hall that goes in a circle? And I'm like, yeah, I know about that. Our house is very weird. It's set out like a labyrinth, which is probably why the goblins like it so much. And uh, and no, none of but, them look um, like Tish. David Bowie. None of them, sadly, because that would be cool. But she's like, I kept hearing feet and scratching, and I woke up and I had a scratch on my arm that hadn't been there. Now, yes, it could just be that she was having hallucinations because she wasn't taking her Haldol, but I still think it was the goblins, and they were messing with her. She couldn't sleep. Um, she... She she just basically took to like leaving the house during the day and only coming back at night when she had to sleep, but she couldn't sleep because she kept thinking she was hearing laughter. Oh you know, every now and then I I look up and there's there's eyes up on the ceiling and I was like, yeah, I know, okay. And so I had to say to Morgana, Morgana, what did you do to your grandmother? I did not. I'm like, did you tell the goblins to mess with her? Yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, She deserved it. She did. She did. You notice I did not really give you any grief for it. I just said it worked. So, yeah. Um, Also, for similar reasons, my dad couldn't go in my old room after I moved out because from his own lips things were scurrying around in there and tapping mm-hmm. and watching him. Oh, and they messed with your father's father too. Mm-hmm. They didn't like him at all. So yeah, I have, I, I don't have goblins. Goblins have me, I think is actually how this relationship works. That's how they would say it works. And, and you're probably right. <gasps> Um, so, I exist yeah. in the vicinity of goblins. But they're not generally bad creatures. Well, don't tell them that. Well, I know. You'll hurt their feelings. I know. I, they're very fierce and, and terrifying and, you know, they do things. Now, the goblins that live outside, I don't necessarily want coming in. Like the ones that were roiling in the ground. Oh, yeah, those. I don't know what those were. But those were not, those were wild things. That yeah. M- yeah. More feral. Yeah. Yeah. They had teeth. I didn't like them. There's Big, sharp, scary. And they were just sort of exploding out of the ground on the hill behind our house. And, you know, I was like, Morgana, do you really need to finish smoking that cigarette? Or can we just go inside now, right now, please? <laughs> 
said, what's wrong, Mom? Well, do you see the... Oh. Oh. Yeah, I see that. What is that? I don't know. I thought maybe I was, you know, getting old and senile or something, and it senility just hit right now. <laughs> but if you that see was, it, it's not senility. <laughs> that was in the wine phase, and I believe I took a big pull off my coffee cup of wine and looked at it, blinked, and went, Nah, Ma, that's a bunch of creepy shit coming out of our hill. <laughs> it's time to go in the house. Okay. Speaking of in the hill, um, we've been having like some of the ramping up here, and I think my neighbor across the road has been digging into the hill. Oh, he's been trying to, um, well, he finally finished, but he was for weeks. He was digging into the hill cause he had to, you know, we live on the hillsides. So he had to dig into the hill cause he was putting a garage in oh. and he removed a ton of material and it didn't take long for him to hit rock. And you heard yeah. jackhammering. For days, every day, for weeks. He had a track hoe out there with a jackhammer breaking up the rock, and you can just see the iron ore in the rocks. Oh. Because this is a heavy iron ore area. And I was just like, no wonder. <laughs> you know, things have been a little unsettled here, and I think that's one reason why, because he's been. Yeah, he's making the hill mad. The hills yeah. and whatever else is here. And, you know, I know he's. He means well. He's just trying to put his garage up, but I don't think he did like what you needed to do before you do things here. There's certain things you need to do here before you do anything like yeah. that. If that makes any sense. No, it it makes sense. It does. You give give a gift. Ask permission. Mm -hmm. Apologize. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when I put like a tree in the ground. I usually like will leave a little something or say, "Hey, I'm just I'm just adding to the forest. I'm not taking away, you know." Yeah. And you know, even though that is adding and giving back, I still I'm like, you know, hey, look. Yeah, you're changing. I'm changing the tree. I mean, there are pawpaws here in other areas of the woods of the Pigeon Hills, but you know, I'm I'm adding. There's no pawpaws in this area, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm making some changes and, you know, adding a new resident to the uh, area. So I'm like, you know, hey, say hi. <laughs> you know, yeah. take care of my little pawpaw tree, you know. Yeah. Don't let the deer eat it. <laughs> yeah. The deer have not touched my pawpaws. We'll see. The, whoever it is that lives in, in your yard there likes them. Yeah. So. They have not touched the pawpaws. Um, what else did I have? I've put in spice bushes. Now they've been eaten a little bit, which is fine. But my persimmons and my pawpaw trees have not been touched by the deer, which is amazing. That's awesome. So that, that is good. I did transplant some trees. Like I, I like uh, tulip poplars a lot because I get a lot out of them. You know, for what I do, you know, they provide yeah. a lot for me. So if I find one like growing like out of near the house where I don't want it, I'll transplant it back in the back near the woods yeah. where it belongs. I try and save them. And uh, those get eaten by the deer. But I think that's because they're allowed to be because <laughs> I'll be yeah. like, look, you know, I'm putting this tree here. Can you just kind of keep an eye on it? You know, just, you know, keep it safe. And and they've been 
they haven't been touched, which is amazing. I thought for sure they would get, you know, because we have deer come up through there. You know, my one dog likes to eat the dog, eat the deer poop. So <laughs> too much <laughs> information. But, um, but no, they, I know I have deer come up through and other creatures, especially now with uh, everything coming in. Now, my pawpaw trees are too small, but I've had persimmons. This is an odd year, too. Like, persimmons are not supposed to come in until, like, the middle to end of October. Mostly the end when you get that first frost. But the persimmons here are all coming in, hmm. which is kind of bizarre. They're, like, early, like a month earlier than they should be. Now, I don't... Yeah, my... Go ahead. That's, that is weird. My grandma always said they didn't taste right until there was a frost on them. Well, as long as they ripen and they get gushy, mm -hmm. it's just that frost helps that happen quicker. As long mm -hmm. as they get that, they become gushy. I don't. I don't want to say almost rotten, but you know, pretty much that's when you want to eat them. You know, when when they're soft, almost overripe, almost overripe, and like a really soft, soft banana. And as long as they're like that, they're completely edible. So I've had plenty, and they've been fine of the persimmons and. I don't know if that's just because this is a weird year because it was so dry here from end of July through August. We had no rain here. So that might be some of it. But I also think it's just it feels like fall is coming quicker this year. Like there's like I said, I had, as soon as that autumnal equinox hit, it just like like Morgana had said, it's like somebody flicked a switch here. And uh, I think that's some of it, too. So. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, I think so too. I think this year is going to be a um, different year as far as like paranormal stuff. Also, like it just feels it's going to be a little more active than like last year was. So I'm thinking so. I would like it to be quieter, but <laughs> everybody listening is no. <laughs> yeah, well, because <laughs> they don't have to live with it exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All your stuff disappears. There's creepy crows. There's random UFOs over your house. Floating glowing eyeballs in, while you're trying to sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah. knocking sounds. Yeah, walking through the woods with the orbs and, you know, you're just trying to innocently get pawpaws and you got black shadows running around and things causing loud... Crashing around. Crashing around <laughs> and... You know, I'm out back just trying to do something and, you know, something's going on down there and I go down there and there's nothing down there. That's been what that that's been going on, too. So, you know, I think it's it's they're not happy because of him digging the rocks out. And, um, you know, I've been all, all summer. We've had ravens over here, too, which was quite fun. So you're so lucky. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's just been weird. It's been a weird year this year. You know, summer was even yeah. a little off kilter too. So summer was strange. Yeah, but it was tornado summer here in Athens, and we don't normally get them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So so I think this winter, I think this fall is going to be a ramping up, and I think this winter will, it might go quiet for a little bit, but once we get more towards the winter solstice, things will pop out and get into yeah. that. Yeah. To, to me, that's a spooky season, too. That's pretty, everybody says Halloween is, but to me, 
the Christmas time is almost more menacing <laughs> than than when Halloween is. There's plenty is. of spooky stories. Mm-hmm. There's there's lots of spooky stories from Christmas and the solstice and on towards January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it, it you know Charles Dickens did not invent the uh, the Christmas ghost story there there were plenty of them before that oh yeah absolutely absolutely and then you know like i said the fall just has its own own thing yeah yeah it's just i'm i'm ready for the trees to change or just have you guys had any trees change yet little bit we have the beginnings of it there's one or two with the orange edged leaves and one or two that's got like a handful of yellow on one tree, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a, <coughs> just the beginning. The, the Virginia creeper hasn't turned red yet. That's usually the one that gets really, really red earliest and they haven't, at least not the ones near my house haven't. Yeah. we The sassafras trees usually change here quick in the back of a sassafras tree and he usually gets orange quick. He's starting to get a couple, one or two here. So it's, you know, it won't be long. I think once it hits, it hits. Oh, yeah. It, I'm sure of it. But it, it, yeah, I don't know how, you know, with how the, sometimes when you have the dryness we had, I don't know if you guys have that here, but if you get dry, like a real dry summer like we had, sometimes they just change and fall just down. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're like, go to sleep. We're done. <laughs> yeah screw this screw this it's been a rough it's been a rough summer we're going to we're going to sleep so we're tired yeah, we're, y'all. we're tired it, <laughs> we, we tree try we'll the hell with it it's next year we'll see you in spring <laughs> yes exactly later dude later. later so yeah but it, it's start you know everybody's starting to get a little gray around the edges here it won't be too much longer when we get into it and i'm looking forward yeah. to walking in the that certain smell the woods get and the crunch of the leaves. Oh, I love yeah. the smell of fall. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And like I said, I'm getting excited. Like it's been hard all week with, you know, waking up and it's like 40 degrees here in the morning. And it's like, I don't want to go to work. <laughs> I want to just go into the woods. <laughs> you know, that's, that's yeah. where I've been at. I am so not a woodsman. Like I love the woods and I can, handle the woods and the woods are fine with me but if it's 40 degrees in the morning i just want to sit in my garden and have my coffee in like my fuzziest pajamas i think i'm a hobbit at heart (laughs) really i just want to sit in my garden and work in my garden most of the time and like go for an excursion in the woods here and there and then just like come home and make pickles like (laughs) (laughs) yeah see i'm like i'm like yeah i want to go out i want to wander around see what's going on you know visit the trees you know one last time before well i'm the ones that are going to sleep and uh you know start a fire here and there and just you know not to set the woods on fire but no we we knew that yeah and just enjoy well some people don't know that (laughs) and (laughs) that's true and just okay fair it's fair so just enjoy that smell of the of the fire and just, you know, because during the summer, you know, I'll make a fire even during the summer. And a lot of people are like, why are you doing that? Well, A, it's a smaller fire. It keeps the, the bugs away. And also, believe it or not, it keeps you cooler because if you're sweating and you have that fire, it 
it dries that out. Yeah. And then actually that makes sense. you're more comfortable, you know, with a small fire in the summer, you know, cause it dries you out. You don't have all that sweat and stuff hanging on you, but no, this time of year is like when I can actually throw a wool coat on or a wool, wool shirt on or a wool sweater and just go out and enjoy that comfort. You know, I, I, I makes me very comfortable, you know, and just sit by the fire and cook food and, you know, and that would be enjoyable. It is. I yeah. went November camping last year and did that. And it was lovely. It was actually the first snow happened. That's right. When I was I out camping. That. I remember that. As long as, um, as long as you have a, a cabin to go into, correct? No, <laughs> no, I, I roughed it. Oh. I wore appropriate clothing and an appropriately warm sleeping bag. And just Her layered Bigfoot. So she's, she's oh, he didn't sleep warm. out. He didn't sleep out with us. Oh, he didn't. No, oh, that no. was when his back was all buggered up. Oh, that's right. He couldn't sleep on the ground. I forgot. Poor guy. No, I just curled up in all my layers and appropriately like two pairs of socks and the right type of long underbreeches. And I was fine. Oh, it works. It works. Did you see any UFOs that time? I don't remember. No, we did not. Bummer. We should go out UFO watching again. Oh, I do every Wednesday night when I drive home from work at two in the morning. Seen anything? <laughs> no, mostly it's very foggy and the yeah. buck around my house has been out and about a great deal at night. So you have to you have to pay yeah. attention to the road. Yes, because he's a six pointer. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's he's a big boy who would ruin my car. Yeah. And I do not want to hit him because he's magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one that lives on our ridge that's a, a four or six pointer by now. And and they're they're big and handsome. Yeah. Well, shall we wrap it up, beautiful people? Are you st- yeah, okay. Do- I, I know that was why I was like, okay, we better stop. You know, okay, then we should like explain that we, we have tried twice to record this. And the first time, lots of weird, stupid things happened. Like, Chad couldn't get a signal no matter where he was. There were weird echoes. And every time he said the other or spirit and and telling me things or telling us things, the internet would drop him. Like, you know, like he was a bad apple. It's like, boom, done. And then he'd come back. But then we we also couldn't record him. Like when we were recording on test recordings during all this, me and mom existed. Chad did not. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. (laughs) And then there was the disembodied female voice on the line that all three of us heard when neither mom nor I were speaking. Yeah. And that was weird. And we mentioned that when we were talking before recording this episode and Chad got knocked off. So whoever that voice is, and of course we weren't (laughs) recording, uh, Even if we had, it ca- probably came from Chad's side. Yeah, 
It was weird. So, yeah. So if we'd been recording, it would have been an EVP. I don't know what you call it. An electronic voice phenomena. And there went Chad. Yep. Well, let's see if he comes back and he can say goodbye. If not, we'll say goodbye for him. There he is. You're back. Uh Uh-oh. His microphone's not on for one thing. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, that we can hear you now. Okay. That was weird. See, whoever that voice lady is, she does not like to be spoken of. No. No, I I don't. It was so weird. Yeah, because. Yeah. So what I was doing was I was driving, trying to get signal. And because where I live is such an odd place for signals and everything freaking else, because it just, you know, I, it, it might just be the way the hills are. We got a lot of dead spots and mm-hmm. it just where I'm at. It's it's an odd place. And I was driving, trying to get signal. And, you know, usually I have signal there because I did multiple recordings there. And. It's just I couldn't get nothing that day. And then you kept echoing around and I was trying to drive, get signal. And then I was talking and I thought it was you talking. But it then when I then when I, I realized, oh, that's not her voice. It was like this odd disembodied voice. Yeah. And we all three heard her. Yeah. And and Morgana and I weren't talking because we could see each other because we have video on. Mm-hmm. We're not recording the video, but neither of our mouths were moving. And that's when I was like, Chad, do you have, are you parked somewhere and there's some woman out south of your truck talking? You got somebody in the back seat? What? No, no. And I was literally driving. I mean, I was moving at like 30 miles an hour or 20 miles an hour, whatever speed limit is down along there. Oh, and then there was that kid who kept telling you, you know me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was weird. Yeah. The little girl, she kept saying, do I know you? I'm like, no. I don't know you. She goes, you know me. You know me. I'm like, no, I don't know you. So it just was an odd day. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was a strange it was, it was day. Bizarreness. It was very, very odd. Bizarre. Bizarre. And I think that was the date. Was that, that was a Monday, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the Paul Paul day was Tuesday. Yeah. So that was the day before that. So there was all kinds of... Yeah, and... And then we tried to record the next day, and my house exploded. Yeah, not really, but but there was all sorts of ridiculousness with with plumbing, and had to call a plumber, and I don't remember what the dogs did, but they did something. I don't know. It was it was exciting, so we couldn't record that day. So we decided to record today, and uh, it we nearly decided, didn't work again. Yeah, and, and yeah. Because we talked about the... We, we said the lady. Yeah. yeah, talked about the lady's voice and boom. So we decided to leave that till the end. So we made it this far. <laughs> so we can all say goodbye and I can post this next Wednesday. Yeah, so... <laughs> and say, this was going to be an autumnal equinox thing. So you can listen to it on the equinox, but no. <laughs> no. So we'll just call it the fall thing. So. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's what we'll call it. Just the fall thing. Yeah. I won't even call it an episode. Or fall. The fall thing. Actually, fall things. <laughs> fall, fall things. things. Yeah. yeah. Because I like. I that. like it. We've had goblins. We've had crazy crows. I've had 
dark shapes in the woods and I don't know. I don't know if you want to call it the other. And I was like waiting for me to drop, but I'm good. I know. I know. <laughs> and then, you know, we had her. So she. Yeah, she. Swambo. Yeah. She who shall not be named. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, yeah, fall things. I think that's a good, perfect, yeah. you know. And owls. and owls. And owls, yes. Thank you, Mike Quillen. So. <laughs> he he seriously is sending the owls. I've got another couple of episodes of people wanting to come on and talk about their owls. Oh, so so I, I got to tell you this quick story real quick before we okay. go. Okay. So I was talking to a, a fellow woodsman, and he's very much a winter camper like I was. Just recently I was talking to him, and he was telling me uh, he's not one who's had very much happen like he's never seen bigfoot but he's seen orbs in the woods and he mm. wants nothing to do with this stuff nothing and he was telling me about what happened to him with this orb like like he saw it moving he said it was huge like basketball size mm. and and it was like like right near his campfire it was like why he was out there and he oh, and he said he saw that and there was some odd noises and he just said I was up all night in my shelter around the fire. He he did not leave the fire. And I said to him, I said, Well, you know, he was telling the story and he said, Yeah, he goes, I and I heard an owl before all this happened. You know, I was just sitting around the fire listening to them, listening to the owls. And I said, Oh, and he goes, what do you mean, oh? <laughs> he goes, what do you mean, oh? You know, because he knows what I know. And I said, yeah. I said, well, owls are a thing. And then I explained it to him. And he goes, oh, no. And then I explained to him, you know, well, you know, that's one of the things we pay attention to. That's usually, you know, when that happens, something's going to happen. Uh, I said also about the, the Mylar balloons. And he goes, and he put his head in his hands. And he goes, Ugh. and I'm like, what? He goes, well, I had found a Mylar balloon later that day. And he's like, and I said, well, what's the area you camp in? I said, is it like an old quarry? Have they done anything digging in the ground? I explained about Michelle. And he goes, he goes, well, they used to do strip mining in the area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, oh, yep. He goes, now I'll never look at this stuff the same way. He goes, and he goes, I hope to God it just doesn't keep coming back like this. He goes, I don't want nothing to do with this. And he goes, I don't know if I want to go camping with you now, Chad. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, that poor man. He's, he's a great guy. Just just bring my boyfriend. He'll, nothing will happen. <laughs> I Well, he has said that nothing has happened to him up to that point. And, you know, I've had people who have gone camping with, they say nothing happens. And the next thing you know, you know, weird shit happens. So that's true. Know, yeah. I think it depends on who you're with or, what, or where yeah. you're at, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's true. But it's very, very true. I mean, I would say, I I don't know how many falls ago I was, we did the Ruck Rabbit Run, which is always in November, which is fall. And we were out and the guys didn't want to go any further to the spot I had picked because they're like, they're like, we're done. We're tired. You've, you've whipped us because it's, it was a hard, rough trail for them. And they're like, well, let's camp here. And, and of course there was a Mylar balloon there. And I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea. And they're like, ah, no, no, we're going to stay here. And then we heard the, uh, 
the owl that changed into a fox, whatever it was, it went from a, a barred owl into a fox scream. Nope. And <laughs> a friend of mine, Steve Jennings, he's from Virginia. And he goes, well, whatever that was, it couldn't decide if it wanted to be an owl or a fox. He goes, I hate to see what it ended up being. <laughs> and, and I like it. So then all evening, I'm like on edge, you know, like waiting for something to happen. But those guys snored mm -hmm. so loud. I mean, I had to record. Scared them away. I, I think. And I had to record her running. I, I, all I heard of was, was their, uh, was their snoring. So, but, so yeah, it, it happens, you know, I think it depends yeah, it on who you're with and where you're at. You yeah. Know, so I don't. And yep. maybe it happens more in the fall. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's definitely a great time. You know, it's to me, it's when I waken up and. I'm waking up and I'm getting ready to roam and, you know, and it's just things are ramping up and I'm joining the frenzy, you know? Yeah. It's definitely a frenzy. All right. Well, thank you, Chad, for finally, you know, us being able to get together and talk about fall things. Yep. <laughs> with, with minimal interruptions. Minimal. Still some, but minimal. Well, yeah. I'll let so we'll go, sorry we'll talk with you again soon. Yep, I'll let you know if anything goes on with this woman. So <laughs> yeah, because that's unusual. She seems Please a little do. bit jealous. You know, yeah. you might want to be careful. <laughs> so oh boy, but thank you guys. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's always great fun. Oh, anytime. Have anytime. A good night, Absolutely. Thank you. Well, that's all for this week's episode of the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. If you have any questions or thoughts about the podcast or would like to come and talk about your experiences of the paranormal, you can contact us at 6djk67 at gmail.com. We promise to even answer you, and we are always happy to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you.